Blog Talk Radio. Cheese on the podcast. Outsiders Boxing Podcast coming to you live, and it would be nice if I could find my goddamn wine glass. Nonetheless, happy Monday to everybody. You know we're coming a little late on the 28th of this month. Instead of yesterday, regularly scheduled around 12, where we usually go from, but we're traveling. Uh, getting back home from Texas yesterday, we could have did something a little bit later, but there was this thing called SummerSlam on. Nope. I don't watch a whole lot of TV shows. Definitely don't watch none of that nonsense that a lot of people watch when it comes to reality TV shows. I get a lot of people talking about, I see, always such a a manly type of person. Why are you watching wrestling? You don't pay the bills up in here, man. So don't worry about what's on my TV. Don't worry about what's on my DVR. Don't worry about what's on my Hulu. If I want to watch some wrestling, I'm going to watch some wrestling. Uh, peace to nobody, man. Let me enjoy my getaway. Because i tell you what, before I started to host this one, joining Willow on the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, coming for, from OTG, where is that? Sure Green, a guy that has an infamous name around here, wanted me to host OTG's podcast at the time. It was coming off the rookie of the year, 2015. I felt like it was too much on the plate for me to be able to try to handle and give to everybody when it comes to the news feed in the boxing world. Just a little too much at the time. Um, so now, when it comes to watching boxing and all the intricacies that come involved with boxing and all the news coming from outside the ring, inside the ring, promoters, venues, all that stuff, my news feeds consume with boxing. It takes a lot of time out of my day. I don't mind it. I love boxing, though. But um, my getaway from all that the female division in wrestling because they're really putting on some really good shows now. It's not no more of the uh, bra and panty bullshit or two minute matches they used to have with the Stacey Keebles and all that. Those were, um, I found my wine glass. I found my damn wine glass. That's what's up. Um, but yeah, it came a long way in the women's evolution. And uh, so yeah, I was enjoying that yesterday. Not gonna lie to nobody. I don't care. And, um, you know, just getting the Monday out the way as far as the work day. Um, had a pretty good day. Had a pretty good day. Just getting out the gym. And the only thing that was the fork in my fucking road was finding my, my goddamn wine glass. But I got it now. So we in good spirit. All good in the world, ladies and gentlemen. We got a whole lot to cover today. But before we get to all that, just want to get into the what's what with my man Willis. The Willow Wilson, my man. I know you're back home and stuff. How was your trip over on the left coast of the map? Because I know you said you were in Portland, Oregon, was it? What's going on, my brother? How you doing? Oh, man. Um, doing good out here. Uh, 
you're right. I was out there in Portland, Oregon, uh, where the tree is top quality. The strip clubs are around every corner, but the women are low key whack. Uh, yeah, they man. have beautiful, beautiful trees there for sure. Yeah, yeah. The tree was, uh, yeah, the 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 greenery everywhere was nice, high quality, very piney, um, you know. But what kind of trees did you see up there? I know they have really, they have really nice like uh, wood or red. I don't know if they have any redwoods out there, but I know they have. It's really green over there in Portland, Oregon. Beautiful place. Yeah, they got like the they got the trees where you know you can sleep under them where they you know they give you a little where where you get a little sleepy when you're around them. They've got the they kind of give you a little energy. You see the tree or you're around the tree, you feel good. So yeah, yeah, I was just partaking in a lot of that, a lot of the forestry out there, and just chilling. Uh, watched the little um, you know they're out there doing the most at these strip clubs in Portland. Uh, we're talking dildo action. Uh, butt plugs. It's sort of. It's, hey, whoa, it's a little, whoa, whoa, little, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, it's a little too. It might be a little show. too much out there. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, yeah. It is a family show. I'm just letting <laughs> them know that if you you know if if y'all go out there, you know it, it ain't really what it is. It, it ain't really that. But I had a good time, man. Uh, got to watch the fights. Um, not gonna lie, I was a little excited about watching. Um the Fury fight, so I did take that in uh, live on, uh, was it YouTube or, yeah, Showtime? Yeah, it was on YouTube. I forgot what it was. Show, yeah, show, yeah, YouTube, Showtime stream or something like that, so check that out. Um, yeah, so I think we're calling this, this show this week the Chicken and Bums, and that's the kind of week it was. It wasn't really that mm-hmm. exciting, wasn't really that good of boxing, but it was a a very full week, a lot of stuff happening, very full weekend, a lot of stuff happening, man. So I'm glad to get to talk to you about it, man. You know, we're a day late, but we're a dollar extra. That's right, man. We ain't ever a dollar short when it comes to it. But, uh, you know, I was I was low-key excited for the fight uh, going on Saturday. As soon as the fight started, I was, I was really happy it got straight into it because, thought that they were going to show the first undercard fight on their first, and I was really tired from the night before. So I'm glad they went straight into the Fury fight. Um, he he started off the show pretty good. Pretty good. He came out to the the My Life song in the beginning, then it turned out to switch over to the Sweet Home Alabama, in which we've seen Deontay Wilder uh, chilling, really enjoying himself in the front row. Um, he uh, uh, had to end up moving his spots because of the unfortunate rain that had happened over in Belfast. It, you can never really tell how bad it is on the uh, when you're watching the, the, the television or just from the regular screen that's shown. But when you see the lights that were um, going around, you can just see a lot of rain going past. So um, there was, a, you know, Michelle Joy Phelps and all those girls that were, or uh, people that were uh, in the media uh, kind of going live on Instagram or, or just putting things out there. It was raining a lot out there, so. You know, they had drains down near by everyone's feet. Uh, not everybody, but there was drains right there by people's feet from the, the rain that was expected and things like that. So um, they knew it was coming, but I don't think they knew how hard it was coming. But, you know, one thing we thought was going to be coming was going to be some really, really big fireworks because leading up to the whole fight that they had, we've seen Deontay Wilder crash in the uh, uh, weigh-in of, of Tyson Fury's and uh, got really hyped. You know, you had 
Wilder saying that he was uh he was uh, the the champ was there. Um, heard from Irish Patty Cronin saying that Deontay Wilder better not be out there yelling bomb squad because you know the NRA Irish uh, dudes would really uh, pop the trunk, I guess. <laughs> so, um, but it was a, a really interesting fight. Um, I want to let you go ahead and give your perspective of it first, Willa, and then you could pass it to Janelle because I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have a different opinion of the both of you, and I uh, I want to be on RC Island when it comes to this fight because you know how I feel about it. So the floor is yours, my man. Cool, cool. Well, like you said, um, at first, you know, I, I, you know, every now and then, things get me hyped. You know, I'm a I'm a regular human being. I can get sold, you know, like you said, you were watching SummerSlam yesterday. I was watching as much as I can until the Wi-Fi on the uh, Southwest flight went to, went from high quality to low quality. You know, shout out to Southwest. You know, a lot of people don't like to take them. think they got the best when you can get, when you can use them. They got the best prices. Um, usually their Internet works pretty well where you can do live streaming from YouTube um, and stuff like that. And, for a little bit, I was uh, I was lucky, and I think it, I think what it was was that I got on early, and they just I I don't know I just snuck in, and I was able to stream because they usually don't let you do like real streaming sites like uh, HBO streaming or anything like that. So I was on there for a little bit, so I did get to see it. So you know I'm a person that's not really gullible, but I can let things get me hyped, and I can let you know emotions take over. You know, last week. Um, Everybody was saying that Fury was going to knock this guy out. Um, and I was the guy that was saying, no, if Fury's smart, he's going to get his rounds in. And I think I said it was going to be a unanimous decision for Fury. And it was going to be a snooze fest. And I really wasn't excited for the fight. I say that that was a Wednesday. Thursday, Friday happened, you know, uh, Friday happens, um, Wilder goes to the weigh-in, he yells out bomb squad, you know, Patty said he couldn't do that, you know, that's the first thing he yells out, he fights with the dad, first he shakes the dad's hand, first thing he does is shake the dad's hand, then he yells out bomb squad, then him and the dad, they sort of get this fake thing going, then Fury they do the fake thing, and they're, you know, very, even though I know it's 100% fake, we know that Tyson Fury never really down-talks Deontay Wilder. Um, he says he can beat him. You know, this is a boxing game. But, you know, when they when somebody asks him about Deontay Wilder, when it's not, when it's not a, about the fight, he usually has good words for Deontay Wilder. Like, they're, you know, they're probably pretty – as friendly as you can get without really knowing a guy and, and being, you know, and being in boxing. So you know that that's good, but it, it still gets to me because they, you know, Fury is is way better talker than Wilder. You know, Wilder always tries to talk like I don't, you know, like he's the country intellectual. So he's trying he's trying to be like Ti almost, but he can't. You his words aren't as aren't as his uh, his vocabulary isn't as good as Ti's. And that's what I think that's what he tries to do. He tries to use indubitably and he tries to use these big words and, you know, usually he's fucking them up, but I enjoy it because he always has a smile on his face and he always very, seems very uh, cocky about his stuff. So got me hyped. 
I'm like, all right, I'm going to check this fight out. These guys are talking. Then we can't forget the chicken incident uh, where uh, Billy Ho, you know, comes up again. First Billy thing Joe. they do is, is shake. No, no, no. I said it right. Billy Ho. First thing he does is shake no, Wilder's Joe. hand. No, 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 no. I said it right. Billy Ho Saunders. He shakes his hand. He asked him, he called him a, a racist not too long ago or something. Then, you know, that makes Wilder mad. Oh, you called me a racist. So he stands up. They push around. I think Billy Joe throws a, a chicken at him, somebody's chicken. And then he runs out. And then the funny part is Billy Joe runs out, and they got the shot of the guy in the red. He, like, runs, but he can't make the corner, so he, like, falls down. You know, it's like a move, like it's scripted. I know that part wasn't scripted. But I think the rest of it. A lot was. of people thought that that was Wilder online from the comments I see on yeah, YouTube but, and things like that. Yeah, that wasn't Wilder. Wilder, Wilder wasn't running. He had a fight. He was. That, that's not what he was about to do. That was his boy. So they were out there running around. Okay, I'm hyped. Fight got me hyped. So I turned on the fight, and my original thought was correct. Snooze fest. Very boring, very whack. You know, I'm 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 texting you. You're telling me how it's looking so good and how you know Fury's moving, his feet is moving, but I'm seeing him getting hit by a bum. You know, I'm seeing this guy touch him, <laughs> not not more than he's getting touch touch another guy, but the guy's touching him, and he's touching him whenever he throws and he wants to throw. It seems like he's hitting him. He doesn't have any power. They say he's knocking these guys out. I didn't see him throw, like, a hard shot the whole whole night. And uh, I guess he didn't really have a left hand, even though he was a softball. I didn't get what the hell was going on. He didn't look good. That was a bum. Uh, so I took out, you know, so then I went back to, you know, I was sort of getting mad. So I'm texting you, and you're telling me how it's a great fight, and I'm telling you how this is boring, and you're telling me, you know, if it was Mayweather, I would like to fight, you know, some BS. And I'm like, no, I would say the fight is boring. This is a boring fight. But then I also took it back, and I let you know that I'm not mad at that. I'm mad at myself for letting them get me hyped. Because, like I said, Wednesday, last Wednesday, ah. it would be smart for Fury to put his rounds in. Now, we can say, ah, because you predicted the knockout. And I, I let you all know that it wouldn't be that smart for him to do that because he looked like, yeah, he, he looked like shit to the fight before. He needs rounds, and that's what he was doing. So he was out there jabbing, moving around. He looked very fresh the whole time, and I and I, I like what he did, man. And it, not like I don't like what he did. It was a boring fight, but I can appreciate what he was doing, and he explained it after the fight that he wanted to get rounds in, and that's the Notre Dame of boxing. You know, that's the call I made last week. Uh, so I'm sort of mad. I'm not – I'm mad at myself that I let him get me into that fight like that. So I turned it off for a little bit, cut it back on, just wanted to see what the real fireworks after the fight. Um, Fury did what he was supposed to do. He did exactly what I thought he was going to do. Um, and I give him a, a, a B. Give him a B for his performance. But we, I guess, I'll uh, I'll let Janelle Janelle. We're gonna I guess we're gonna go to you and we're gonna talk about the fight. We're just talking about the fight. 
We're not talking yep. about we're gonna let RC we're gonna let RC build up everything else. We're just talking about the fight that's going down. Um, so let me. Uh, so yeah, I'm giving yeah, him I'm, a B. I'm planning what my supposed to do. I'm yeah, I'm planting my flag over here on RC Island, so I'm letting you guys go ahead and get your jabs in. Okay. No. Hey, yeah. Ain't no. Yeah. We're ain't, ain't no jabs. We're just we're just keeping it real. You know. You call the knockout. I called the round. Uh. Uh. And I was right again. <laughs> you know. That's nothing new. You know. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm right. You're wrong on the picks. I mean. You know. It is go what ahead. it is, man. But I give him a B. Fury. Fury looked fresh. I'll give him that 100. percent He looked fresh. Mm. But I don't think he looked great in there. So in fact, I'm gonna give him a C plus. That's my grade. Let's go to Janelle. Hey, Janelle, uh, if you saw the fight, man, let us know what you thought about it. We're just talking about the fight. That's it. All right, and the, and the build up to it. How do you see all this? It's stuff? funny how people call Tyson Fury a knockout. I mean, I mean the guy is not a knockout artist. You know I mean, he's. You know, I mean, I mean, it was the thing I expected to be. You know, I mean, uh, and he has good movement for heavyweight. He likes to move. He likes to make you miss it, and he likes to make you oh, puppy with little petty pat shots or whatever. I mean, wasn't it exciting? I, mean, I turned it off after a while. I mean, then I heard about the whole build-up afterwards with the Wilder afterwards. But, I mean, the fight, I, I mean, I didn't even think anything was exciting, honestly. I mean, I didn't expect much of it. And I mean, uh, I mean, with Fury. So the build-up I mean, didn't get you hyped? No, I mean, it didn't hype me hype at all. I mean, with Fury, okay. it's like Floyd late in his career, okay? His opponents have to bring the excitement. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, his opponent has to be, and this is why the Wilder fight is going to be very exciting because Wilder is going to bring the bombs, and we're going to see what Fury's made of, and and that's what it takes to make a you know, Fury fight um exciting. I mean, I mean, I, and he's just not that exciting of a guy. It just is what it is. But after that said, all the Wilder fight is going to be very. No matter what happens, it's going to be it's going to be very entertaining because Wilder's going to throw bombs regardless. If he misses or if he lands, you see who's going to throw the bombs. And, uh, well, I mean, I can't comment too much on the fight, on Fury fight, because, again, like I said, I didn't watch the whole fight. I turned it off. It was that much of a snoozing. Boring. Okay, cool. Well, before, go ahead. Let's uh, get back to, uh, yeah, let RC take over then, and then we'll talk about the future. <sighs> All right. I can't stress how much I disagree with the both of you. Now, the reason I called a knockout for this fight was, well, you called this whole event WWE, as we were talking about WWE earlier, as far as being free, uh, meditated, staged event, where, as you mentioned, that Wilder was pretty much shaking the hand of, of Senior Fury, and then they're getting in an argument. So, uh, maybe bad choreographing going on with those two, or just Whatever, maybe sometimes they could uh, go from zero to a hundred really quick. I'm not so sure if that's what I would do in a certain situation, but um, I was buying into the fact. But obviously, I was working with the entirety of the entirety of it all. Not gonna expose the business. So going into this fight, I figured, hey, what's the worst thing that could happen? Did Siri get caught with something? Fight be ruined. Now Wilder is really going to look for who the fuck am I going to fight now that I don't got AJ and I don't got Fury if he loses the Pianetta. Well, I figured that's not going to happen. And if that was any kind of a case of being the case of happening in, in any 
a different dimension, you might get a phone call. Kianetta might have got a doorbell rung maybe early in the morning, maybe late at night. Might have been a nice little briefcase for him, I figured. Just make uh, Fury look like a million bucks. Take a dive. Make him look like a million bucks because people want to see a knockout leading up to this fight. So I was sipping the juice, and uh, not the juice of the alcoholic beverage, but the juice of the fact that, well, let's see what they could do with this WWE stage event. Come to find out, um, it was just a uh, a C-level fighter against an A-level fighter, and the A-level fighter was not putting any offense put together. He was just trying to basically uh, show that he has great head movement, good footwork, which Tyson Fury always has, you know, six foot nine, dancing grizzly bear at times. Um, and, I mean, having his Muhammad Ali moment in the corner, things of that nature, grabbing the rope with one arm and punching with the other, Roy Jones type of a shit show right there when it comes to the taunting and all that stuff. So I was highly entertained by all that stuff that was going on. You had... Uh, Wilder on the on the on the on the screen as soon as he had moved up, kind of cheering and looking like a coach for Tyson Fury at certain points and certain times. Uh, Wilder losing his voice after the win really killed the uh, the uh, promotional deal that they had going after the fight because he couldn't really be as charismatically volumed as he normally is. But um, I think that took away from it a little bit. He he had a really really wild time over there in Belfast, that's for sure. Um, Unfortunate incidents happen, as we mentioned about the chicken, and as we mentioned, uh, or as we did not even mention, uh, as when Wilder was leaving, um, walking with his fist up in the air, and, you know, some fat Dr. Phil-looking dude decided to pour beer on Deontay Wilder, a very out-of-shape gentleman who looks like he was in his late 50s, so um, I really don't like to see that uh, for any kind of instance, whether it's a show or not. I don't like to see that stuff. Um, someone definitely does not know how to how to play. Definitely don't know how to play. Excuse my volume, ladies and gentlemen. But um, so th- that thing happened, and I was uh, expecting for Pianetta to to really just make make Tyson Fury look look like a million bucks. But what he did do is uh, definitely attempted to put in offense, but he couldn't hit what he couldn't see, and that was pretty much Tyson Fury's. You can't hit what you can't see, bum. Now. Deontay Wilder has out-of-this-world power. We all know this. And he's, you know, been a, a really good late bloomer um, coming from a long ways, coming from a long ways from his fights with a guy like Gerald Washington and things of that nature. He's really progressed, um, uh, especially after his first fight with Berman Severn being his really first big test and just basically going to jab squad um, for 12 rounds. So Wilder's definitely, he's definitely blossomed as a fighter. And, um, I mean, you know, if, if Wilder was uh, the fighter he was when he first fought Bermain Severn fighting a Luis Ortiz, not Ortiz then, but a Ortiz today, I don't think he would have pulled out the W in that fight. It's going to be interesting to see what goes on with this and moving forward because um, there is reports from Frank Warren saying that the face-off has already been directed before the, I mean, it's already set up and done. <laughs> so they had that done in the production-wise set to, launch on HBO at a time that will be determined because I did not see when the date was going to be put out, just seeing something going on earlier today about that. So that's been done already. Face-off's done, and Wilder posted on Instagram, you don't want to miss this on God. So I, I guarantee you um, that was that might have been why some of the reason why Wilder lost his voice. He might not have lost his voice completely at the way, even though I know he had an Instagram video afterwards uh, talking about how hype it was. But, you know, 
whenever it was, hopefully that it has some good volume to it as I'm trying to get my volume right. But, uh, yeah, I thought the knockout was going to come because of some uh, briefcases that would have been put around to make Tyson Fury look like a million bucks and put more hype generated into this fight. Did it happen? But what I did see was a guy who looked really good, great head movement, great footwork, and, um, you know, he, uh, he, he, he took care of business in a fashion that he normally does, as we mentioned. He's a, I mean, we all, I mean, I mentioned on the show, he's not a big knockout puncher. We all know this about Tyson. Fury, six foot nine. Uh, he, he's definitely probably the most technically sound heavyweight in the division, him and Luis Ortiz. Um, Tyson Fury's gas tank is questionable at times because of his size and what kind of, what kind of shape he comes in. I think he was uh, uh, maybe a year ago, somewhere around, uh, I think they call it, 31 stone, and he was about 17 stone this weekend, which was uh, about 250 pounds. So um, definitely got himself in crazy shape for this fight, uh, crazy shape from his standpoint because he's still, you know, a little flabby big dude, but that's just going to happen when you're six foot nine. And, um, you know, the size difference, not really much of a big difference when the guys had a face-off and all that stuff. And, and the uh, promotional talk that they had going after the fight was over was really weak. I was expecting a lot more from that, but it was uh, it was kind of stale. And I think that the the voice of Wilder being was a, a little bit of a part of that. But I mean, uh, you know, hey, I was impressed with the fight. I liked I liked what I seen from Fury. And Willow says that if it was a Floyd fight, he wouldn't like it. But I'm pretty sure if we go back on the archives, he was going crazy about Floyd Mayweather and the Manny Pacquiao fight that happened in 2016, and that was garbage. That was garbage. But Manny Pacquiao was Manny Manny Pacquiao was a bone. You know, there's a difference between a garbage fight. I didn't say the Fury, the Fury Klitschko fight was boring because those were two elite guys. It was about the same thing, the jab fest, but that's two guys showing skill. This guy was a bum. You can't, mm. you can't compare it. The Floyd Mayweather Berto fight, I turned that off. It was boring. When you're fighting the bum, you need to knock him out. You turned off a pay per view event, Willis. That was pay per view, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, but, but I, had, like I had that box by then. I had that. Oh, Will got busted. Will got busted. Aha, I got him there. Huh, hey, Will got busted. No, no, no. I don't that fight. He said he never <laughs> ordered that fight <laughs> no, back no. then. Check the archives. He said you know. Yeah, he I said he wasn't ordering the fight. Have no, you got caught. You got busted. No, I've got <laughs> the. I've got the. I didn't order SummerSlam, <laughs> but I watched Will. Nah, you got busted. He said he wasn't going to order the fight. You got I busted. did not order the fight. You uh-huh, you, you understand uh-huh, that? Uh-huh. I have a. You got yeah, busted. Yeah, is there? Is the archive? Well, no, no. Well, <laughs> I think I, I think that because I remember on the archives that I was the only one that was kind of glorified saying that I was going to pay for the pay per view. But the only reason was that because you know I got the I got the. Uh, I got the uh, uh, the seventy five percent discount on pay per views. Still do at this time, so that's why I was probably the only person that I think said they're gonna pay for the pay per view on the archives when it came to Berto and Mayweather. But that's here nor there, man. That's here nor there. I, I you got a point there when you say that that, that uh Pianetta was a bum and Pacquiao was, you know you know, they're world Pacquiao's a world class fighter, so you know, I'm just uh I, I guess you got me there. I could take an L, unlike some people. But uh the, I like what I've seen from Fury and I think that if we have a Fury that as you mentioned, the guy that fought Vladimir Klitschko, I don't know, man. We have gifts that are that are global from Deontay Wilder when he swings as wild as he does and misses as crazy as he does, and even the Spilka fight when he's swinging so crazy that he makes himself fall down. 
A guy with Tyson Fury's skill set can make Deontay Wilder look very sloppy, very silly. Look like make probably make him look like he doesn't even belong in the ring with him. But I'm gonna give Deontay Wilder the the benefit of the doubt that he is a late bloomer. As I mentioned, he started boxing professionally or getting into the Olympics when he was 18 years old. So that's a really late start. But if you're athletic enough, you're big enough, you're strong enough to be in the heavyweight division, you can make some noise. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But you know how it always goes down, man. I think the people that are saying that this fight's going to be easy work for Wilder and he's not going to get any credit because Tyson Fury's been out the ring for three years, he's proven he can get back in shape. And um, he's proven that he still has a really good head movement, as uh, Vanez Mariotson's corner man tried to tell him in the Triple G fight. And I just think that if he can be somewhere close to what he was in that fight with Klitschko, it's going to be hard for Deontay Wilder to hit unless he, he, he lands one, one critical shot. Then, like Janelle said, we'll see what we'll see what he's made of. But I don't think it's going to be as easy as a lot of people are predicting that it would be, because Tyson Fury still is the bigger guy. He still has great head head movement, um, the really good jab, great footwork. Deontay Wilder's going to have to work for some of these shots that he's going to hope to land. He's not going to be in the pocket, so to speak, and and try to bang with Fury um, just because he wants to get his range, finds his range. And Fury, as we've seen in the fight this weekend, he's still able to switch southpaw and do a couple things with the right hand leading. So um, I think people are undermining the talent that Tyson Fury has when it comes to the boxer versus the puncher. And we always, you know, have these fights that go on when it comes to the boxer and the puncher. Some people get confused with the, a flat-footed fighter um, when they need their foot plant. They need their foot, the foot planted before they land their shots or throw their shots. So um, that's always something to take into consideration. But um, I just think that, for the most part, I always go with the boxer over the puncher. Now, Wilder does have punching power that's out of this world. That's been proven uh, whenever he lands that right hand. It could be nuclear. So that's the one intriguing part about this fight. But I love love the defense. Uh, I love a defensive fighter as much as I love an offensive fighter, and that's also on the archives that people could go back and check on. This is not no flip-flopping that I'm doing. I've been talking about this for a long time. Uh, so, yeah, I liked what I've seen from Tyson Fury, and the only reason the knockout was called because, you know, it, it, has the, it has the staged event to it all when it comes to all this stuff being set up. So um, the flag was planted on R.C. Allen for this moment, and I think that I'm sticking to my guns, and I have very good reason to believe what I believe was going to happen. Now, what happens moving forward in the future of this fight? Well, you just heard a little bit of what my prediction might be, but I'll save it until the time happens. Um, but I was very happy that they announced that the fight would be, or that it is official. Frank Warren had to pause Deontay Wilder when they asked where and when the event would be. Wilder was about to speak and then looked at Frank Warren and said, we'll announce that next week. So um, I remember King Mo was saying that it was going to be fake news and it wasn't going to happen. But I was really I was really convinced that this fight was going to be set. I didn't think it was going to be all no smoke and stuff like that. And I, I talked to him yesterday, too, during the DMs, uh, uh, actually after that fight happened. And, um, yeah, some people are looking at it like a cash out. Some people are looking at it like a stage event where he's, you know, basically just trying to uh, get his name and relevancy and all that stuff. But, I mean, th- at the end of the day, they're selling a fight. I mean, what are they going to do? Be some boring fucking robots like AJ and, and Klitschko were? Tell the fight. At the end of the day, they still got to put their mitts on each other. So um, you can sell it as much as you want and, and, and be in cahoots as much as you want. And uh, people are going to buy it or they're not, but people will be watching. And at the end of the day, somebody's going to get hit. 
and we're going to see how it goes down because it is a heavyweight division. And one shot, it is somebody's night. So I'm really excited for everything moving forward. Well, what I will say is, uh, you know, getting in, uh, him and the little the little back and forth they had, I thought it was good. You didn't think it was that good. I thought it was what it was going to be because, like I said, these guys really are boys. So they're not going to – they're going to – they got to take it. It's got to be WWE because they like each other. Wilder was smiling the whole time. You know, they just said they're going to knock each other out, which they're going to try to do. You know, at the end of the day, these guys are going to try to knock each other out. They're fighters. But it wasn't going to get too crazy because they like each other. And they both have – and they both hate Anthony Joshua. So, so they, you know, I don't think it was going to – it wasn't what it was going to be. When they announced the fight, they were hyped. Uh, Deontay Wilder, at the end, he almost announced it again when he said, y'all can come see me at. So that made me feel like he was telling the Belfast people – that they could come see him if he thinks they could come see him. It might be somewhere they could travel, might not be America, probably going to be the U.K. is what I was seeing. But, you know, oh, we're talking yeah. about this masterful, you know, we're talking about this masterful performance, you know, that uh, that Fury put on. And I'm just looking at, uh, I'm just looking at the box, talkie box, just the box numbers punching uh, numbers and you know from from round Fury was landing 8 shots, 7 shots 11, 7 3, 17 he sort of put it on a little more at the end where he was landing you can never trust copy hits. box numbers never trust yeah, yeah. them right. no, but we saw it, I mean we saw what we were seeing he wasn't really doing nothing, he wasn't landing no jabs, He, you know the guy, the other guy was doing about the same thing. I mean, he looked good, but you're saying he, if Deontay Wilder misses, he's going to, okay, so he misses. He can miss all day. He just got to hit him a couple of times. Tyson Fury isn't going to make him pay. So who cares if you miss? That's what's going to be hard. That's what you got to, and, and, and as you we sure saw, that, really? dog, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, we saw it. We saw him not out of guy. Can I give you a little uh, analogy that I'd like you to rebuttal on if you could? Now, we all watch football, gentlemen, the three of us. Now, recently, this Saturday, I believe at the same time the fight was going on, the Oakland Raiders, which will be the Las Vegas Raiders soon, were playing the formerly St. Louis Rams, now the Los Angeles Rams. Um, And they're going to be playing two weeks from now, week one. And usually you get the starters in for the first you know, if it's the second game, you get them in for the first two drives, maybe the first quarter, something like that, and uh, start to bring your backups in. Now, the Rams, they played their starters for that time being. But John Gruden, being the, the man who's playing chess, where well, a lot of people were playing checkers at certain points in time, started the game with his straight-up third stringers. Did not play his starters whatsoever. Now, Maybe that's what Tyson Fury's doing in this fight. You don't want to big, bring out your big guns and give Deontay Wilder something to look over on tape like, oh, whenever he wants to throw that big shot, I got to watch out for that because he likes to set up this way or he likes to set some traps this way. Now, maybe Tyson Fury was holding back some of his, his surprises that he didn't want Deontay Wilder to catch up on leading to this fight. The element of surprise is always one of the most dangerous 
uh, uh, keys to victory when it comes to warfare, Willa. Wouldn't you agree with? Uh, yes, I would. That's, but that doesn't apply here. You know, John Gruden is a new coach, new scheme, new everything. You know, just like the first year a, uh, a quarterback comes out and, he, you know, he wrecks, and then you got to see about the second year because people got taped. We've already said, you've said it many, plenty of times, the fury that beat Klitschko, right, he has that tape. That was a 12-round fight of nothing but running around and jabbing. It was a 12-round fight of nothing but the same thing we just saw on Saturday. The tape is there. So all that, you know, that he doesn't want to show that, 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 all, that, all, sounds, that, that all is, is good. Um, what you should have used against me is, but he wanted to get rounds in. You know what I'm saying? So he didn't knock him out. So I feel, you know, that that could have been used. And I'm just I, – it, it, I understand what you're saying, but this is boxing. I think the best way to intimidate a guy when he's there is to knock the guy out, point at him, and say, you're next, bitch. Right? That's the most intimidating thing. You know, if you've got to hide what you're going to do, that means you're a little scared. You know what I'm saying? That's what that means to me in boxing. This is one-on-one, mano-a-mano. Mm. Ain't about schemes. Ain't about schemes at this, at this day and age. But – what I'm saying, you know, I don't think, you know, guys like Tony Bellew, it seems like all the athletic fighters think this is going to be easy work. I think Bellew said three-round KO. Uh, I think, was that Lennox Lewis? I think he's going, no, I think it was David Hayes that, you know, Wilder's about to drop him. Wilder's got that, that pop, man. Fury's good, but Fury, he didn't look that good, man. He didn't look that good against the guy that is a bum. Now, that being said, he's, he could still be the wild, the, the fury that beat Klitschko. You know what I'm saying? Just because he didn't look good against this guy might be because he was trying to get rounds in, right? He was trying to get rounds in. Maybe. So maybe he can maybe, – maybe he turns it up a little bit. But he's going to get caught, man. That guy was catching him. I know you saying he had good head movement. It was looking good. This guy was throwing a long shot, and he was catching him a few times. The body shots were sort of were, were catching him. I think it's going to be things going to be a long night. Like you said, we're not making our predictions, but um, if this fight is in the U.S., I'm going to definitely try to make it. Think it's going to be a good one. Um, I'm hyped. They got me hyped about the fight. These guys. So overall, the little production, everything that they did was worth it. I think they got got it hired. The whole um, the sporting world was talking about it. Uh, so it was a good look. Um, I can't wait for the fight to happen. But I mean, I'm already picking Wilder by KO. I don't think that's going to change. Um, and it might be easy work. That's the thing. It might be easy work. We haven't seen. We're going to see what Fury's made of. And I, and I understand, and, and these guys that are hype, and then this is what I want to say. Hey, Janelle, you still there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Do I got you? Hey, Janelle, did Fury retire? Did he retire? What? Yeah, yeah. did Fury retire a couple of years ago? Nah, he didn't retire. He was just fucking blowed up, and then he started doing that, doing that fucking yo-yo and shit. I don't yeah, know. okay. So. So nobody. So when the guy says I officially re- I'm retiring, nobody that doesn't count. Okay, I feel you. 
I, I'm just asking because you know this linear title that he that. has. I didn't call him saying no, he retired. did. He, he, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. he he officially. Yeah, he. he yeah, he said he retired. No, I mean, but that's why everybody's saying it because he came back and because of the situation. And I understand that, and I understand that people want to say that. But if a man says he retired, that means he's that means he doesn't have to do what everybody else has to do. That means he's you know he's trying to get away from the situation. So when people say that he's the lineal champ, I think that's BS. And I want to tell everybody right now to listen what I got to say. When Wilder beats Fury, it's going to be 100% that they are going to say he is not the lineal champ because Fury retired. He was never the lineal champ. Watch it. Watch how they're doing I think they're using it to build up this fight and saying that he's the lineal champ, which he was the lineal champ, but he retired and he announced his retirement. Now, some people are saying it was, you know, because he came back in the situation that it really wasn't a retirement, you know, and they're not counting it. But if they're just watch how they flip it up. If they're gonna, if you're gonna stick it that way, then we'll see. But I don't. To me, he said he retired. I'm 100 percent sure that he said that, and he had the little announcement and he, and he thanked the fans, you know. So I thought he. Really oh yeah, you're right. Everything. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right, you're right. You know, I thought he relinquished everything, but people are still saying he's the lineal champ. It sounds good, but just watch, man. So, um, it's just all a build-up. It's uh, all a build-up. It's fight. It's just yeah. a promote the fight. That's all it is. No, man. I feel you. And that, that's it. That's all I had on it, RC. I think it's going to be a good fight. I can't wait for it. Yeah, definitely going to be a good fight. I'm glad that it actually went down the to – to silence a lot of people thinking that it wasn't going to happen. So they're talking about maybe November 17th. I'm guessing it's going to be at the T-Mobile Arena. Um, we'll see how this one goes because they've been making waves and the fight hasn't even been announced with those two guys. It's just been speculated and kind of talked about on Twitter and things like that. So making waves when stuff's not even announced, just wait till they get this put out from the face-to-face and things like that that are going to be going with the press tour and all that good stuff. It's going to make a lot of noise, man. These guys can make each other a lot of money. So we'll see how it all goes down. But um, surprisingly enough, with that being the build-up to everything that's going to happen in one of the biggest heavyweight fights of the year that we're probably going to see, uh, he wasn't in the main event, uh, undercard into Carl Frampton. So um, it was really surprising because I think a lot of people were more hyped for the undercard than they were. I mean, they love Carl Frampton over there. Don't, don't get me wrong. It was Belfast, and everybody's really surprised to see him. But people were just really hyped to see uh, the big guy and what Wilder were going to do. So uh, Carl Frampton was in there with Luke Jackson, um, undefeated fighter who had a he had a really good uh, uh, Olympic run and things like that and showed some promise to him, um, but he got completely annihilated in there. Um, nothing too devastating or anything like that. Even the stoppage was a little, um, you know, uh, a nice body shot uh, to, with a right hand followed up by a right hook and a left coming across. And you see Luke Jackson looking at his corner, um, you know, definitely with a no moss type of look to him. He, he just uh, just accumulated punches that really put the guy in a bad position and made him look pretty bad. You know, he was already running in the corner before he got that right hand to the body and, uh, you know, put his hands down and stuff like that. When it was sport where we all know, protect yourself at all times. But, you know, wasn't the best of fights. Uh, Carl Frampton, it's, uh, it's crazy to see how he came from the 2016 Fighter of the Year, uh, knocking off a guy like Leo Santa Cruz and um, uh, taking it to this point right now where he's kind of building up his, his resume and things like that. Uh, and, uh, coming off that L to Lil Santa Cruz right after that, too. So 
Um, a fight that both guys are looking to get a third fight in there, uh, talking about it. You know, maybe that's still kind of in the works, hopefully. But, um, you know, Carl Frampton, a guy who definitely uh, impressed me in uh, in the 2016 year where I didn't think he could make, pull off some of these W's that he did because he's a little guy with some short arms. He definitely looked pretty good in there this weekend. And um, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, overly impressed because of the opposition that was in there. But nonetheless, Carl Frampton, um, Made Luke Johnson quit, and and uh, it really looked um, it looked like some easy work for him, pretty much. Now uh, I know that they're trying to build into this fight here a guy I've not heard his name for for a very long time. When it comes to Josh Warrington, um, a British boxer that's you know probably going to have, have a, a nice following, a big you know crowd wave, and all this crazy stuff that those guys do over in the UK. Um, but man, the big drop off that is from coming from fighting Leo Santa Cruz twice, the real king of LA, not LeBron James. Um, you know, 27 victories and zero defeats, you might think that, wow, that guy is really good. Um, but when we talk about 27 victories, we're only talking about uh, 20, or well, we're talking about six of those being by knockout. So um, we're talking about the UK Malinaji. Are we talking about Josh Warrington or, or Josh Malinaji? I don't know. We'll see. I know these are little guys, but it doesn't matter, man. When you got little guys, you're able to, you get a lot of punches put together and you can stop these. Look at Sarah uh, uh, Scott. Sort of side, small guy, big pop in his hands. Little guys can hit too, but I mean, this is something that's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be something to look at. But you know, at the same time, it's going to be Carl Frampton against a guy who's who's been active. Um, you know, um, five foot seven, and uh, but the only problem is he's got, you know, he's got twenty two hundred and five rounds under his belt and twenty seven bouts, so that's pretty good. He got some experience, but at the same time, we're talking about twenty two percentage of a knockout ratio. Like, man. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. And I haven't heard from the guy's name since I haven't heard from Warrington since about 2015 for whatever reason it might have been. Um, you know, <laughs> it's just hard for me to uh, uh, take this fight as, as serious. But I think that he might have uh, uh, caught my attention when he beat up, uh, uh, I think it was, a, I can't remember the dude's name. I know it was Edwin something. I'm not sure, man. It was a it was an eight-round fight. I know he got a TKO in 2015 sometime where I kind of uh, was, was uh, turned on to the name. But, uh, never nothing overly impressive, but um, Carl Frampton, he looked good in there. And um, he definitely gave the people a stoppage victory so they could, you know, get out of that rain as soon as possible because, you know, they were expecting a stoppage in the undercard, didn't get it. So they got to get it in the uh, main event. So Carl Frampton, to you, looked like what in that fight, Willis? Carl Frampton looked like uh, Carl Frampton. He's a a good fighter. Um he looks good. He's got hands. He's just, I mean, he's an elite fighter. I don't want to hate on Carl Frampton. He is, he is elite. Um, and so it, it is what it is. He gave us what we needed, what we wanted to see. And that was, a uh, a KO, uh, a plus just beat a guy up. Um, I think they, yeah, they threw in the, uh, the towel. He's just beating them up. They threw in the towel. He was looking around. I don't know what the hell was going on, but, Hey, Frampton looked good. That's what he was supposed to do. He, that was that was uh, a fight that I guess he he, he should have. I think he deserved that in 2017. You know, he should have did that before he fought Leo Santa Cruz um, the second time. He probably, I guess, it might have been a rematch. I don't know what the situation was, but he should have went home. I believe everybody deserves that. You know, that fight at the house. And he gave the people what they wanted to see, even in the rain, whooped the guy's ass, 
and then they got that Warrington fight. Uh, I saw him fight his last fight against Lee Shelby. Um, it was a pretty good fight. He's all right. Uh, he's 27 and 0 with six KOs. So we see he ain't doing nothing but out here just throwing punches. Uh, should be a good fight. Seems like they were hype about that. Um, you know, two UK guys. He does have the belt. He has the. Uh, he is the IBF World Featherweight uh, Champion. So you know, um, both those guys are. Uh, well, I guess the uh, Belfast isn't the UK anymore, right? So, but they're over there on that side. I think that's a real huge fight. Uh, they were uh, hype about it. They sort of did the same type of deal. They had them come in. Uh, the, man, the, the manager was there saying the fight is on. You know, they announced it after the fight. And that's always, you know, that's always pretty dope, you know, that you got the guy there and they're like, the fight is on. You know, that's always a pretty dope look. Um, so we got to see two of those this week. And, uh, yeah, I like the fight. I'm not, I, I sort of like Frampton. I hate on him a lot, but he's not bad. And, he, and he's out there to fight. And you got to respect guys like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely, no doubt. Uh, I like how uh, – I forget the gentleman's name, the guy who's the Showtime uh, – he's a moderator, not the black guy, bald dude, but the guy with the goatee and stuff. Uh, he had a little sit-down with Carl Frampton uh, at an Irish pub, and I just kind of found it kind of kind of strange but kind of cool at the same time uh, how Carl Frampton's able to, you know, it was about a week before the fight, he was able to sit back and drink a beer and things like that before he, you know, has to make weight and all that stuff like that. So um, – I, I, I kind of like that. Uh, it, was, it was cool to see that. Uh, I'm not a hater on Carl Frampton uh, whatsoever. I mean, he proved me wrong when I think not a lot of us picked him to uh, beat Leo Santa Cruz when he had his first fight with him. So um, much respect to him. He, he, he's a fighter and and he has a he tries to you know get the, he tries to go for the gusto whenever it's time to. He definitely has an Irish fight in him. So um, yeah, it, it's definitely something to to. Uh, to take note of, but um, also something else that was going on in the heavyweight division was one Brian Jennings. Um, I was happy to see Brian Jennings get this stoppage. It was also uh, kind of questioned by a lot of people that were in the comment section saying, oh, you know, why did the ref stop the fight? Um, yeah, it was a pretty vicious uppercut. Uh, I think it was against Demetrenko. And um, it was a, a really nice punch by Brian Jennings uh, uh, putting him out. And that just makes the Luis Ortiz uh, victory over him look that much better. Because you know he's still able to get some work in, and then I think that's what I mentioned when we were talking about this fight, where it's like, yeah, should we pay attention to it or should we not? I was on ESPN, and um, I was just like, well, you know, if Jennings could go out there and look good, that would just make Luis Ortiz look good, because Ortiz made easy work of him. Vladimir Klitschko struggled with him in a in a fight that a lot of people uh, thought that Klitschko might have got away with, but um, you know, we all know how that goes. You got to take the you got to take the titles. You can't be asked for them to be handed and all that stuff. So it's whatever, whatever. But, uh, you know, Jennings looked good. I, I, I was not able to uh, watch the entire fight because of the entirety that I had going on on that Saturday. It was very low energy after the uh, Carl Frampton fight, <laughs> to be honest with you. So um, just caught a couple of highlights. And when it comes to highlights, I feel like I don't really want to say too much because not being able to uh, watch the entirety of it all really limits what I would like to say about the entire fight. Similar to the fact of the Jamal Charlo fight with uh, – or Jermail Charlo fight, I should say, with Austin Trout um, and the uh, uh, Mares Santa Cruz fight that had happened, the second one um, that happened in L.A. because on that same day I was on the ESPN Plus 
watching the Terrence Bud Crawford against Jeff Horn fight. I just seen highlights of those two fights, and I know people were booing uh, uh, the Charlo Trout fight um, for a lot of rounds in that instance. But you know, I don't really like to comment when it's uh, something that I haven't really seen for the entire fight. Just uh, seeing highlights doesn't do any justice to it. So with Jennings, um, I just seen highlights from it, and from what I've seen, it looked fair to me. And I think that. You know, he's still he's still he's still a gamer in this division. He can still do some things, you know, there's definitely some guys he wanna avoid, but um there's definitely some, some things he wants to uh some, some things he could do in the ring and some guys he could give problems to. So, um hat tip to Brian Jennings. Did you watch that one on ESPN that day, Willis? Yeah, I saw I had it on in the background, man. I really wasn't paying attention. Uh saw Jennings get knocked down, you know, Dimitrenko. I've seen Dimitrenko fight before and He's sort of like, he's like a clumsy dude, right? So, then you know, Jennings got knocked down. Uh, he came back. He knocked uh, Demetrico down, I think, a couple. I believe it was, I want to say it was two two times, right? And then he hit he hit him with this uppercut, right? And as he was, the guy, you know, Demetrico, it looked like his legs were loose, but he looks like that all the time, right? So, he look, he's got, like, he's. Like he's got crazy. Look, his legs look crazy. So he, he, he looked loose. He got hit with that uppercut, um, like because he was you know trying to hold on or whatnot. He got hit with the uppercut, and as he was falling down, the ref is waving the fight off. When Demetrico hits the ground, he looks at the ref right then and was like, "What the fuck?" So you know. That was way early. You know, he maybe, I don't know, it wasn't like he was hurt. It wasn't like it was a shot that that was heard across the world. It was it was a good punch, but I think, you know, from what I from what I saw, uh that was a robbery. But, you know, Demetrico was about to lose anyway, so it wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't going to happen. That's like you know, you go into the store and you you about to pay for some money, but they rob you, but you're gonna pay it anyway. You already own. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I think that was a whack a whack call. Um, Jennings isn't that good. Um, I know. Yeah, he is. He just isn't that good. And neither is Dem and Trinko. So that's why I had it on. I didn't even hear. I think Tim Bradley was probably. I thought like I really wasn't listening. Uh, I was doing other stuff, um, but I had it on, and I, I saw the re- uh, I saw him get knocked down. I put the replay on, and as he as he's hitting the ground, he's looking at the ref like, "Come on, man! Like you called it. How is that? Like the ref didn't even like give him a chance to hit, look at him, and see what was up. Like he just called it off while he was falling. So it was sort of. I think that I don't know what what was going on there. Maybe, but he did look. You know, his legs look weak. And he looked like he wasn't going. He wasn't going to make it. I guess too much longer, but I don't know. He wants the rematch. He said we're grown ass men in here. What the hell's going on? Uh, Jennings didn't seem like he wanted to give it to him. You know, that's what, that's what happens when you get dropped. Uh, so he said he wants a championship. I don't see Jennings being. I mean, maybe he's a top ten heavyweight, but that's just because everybody else is trash. Yeah, it, it's definitely, you know, 
I, I can feel that. I can feel that. And, and you know, that's why they got to build this shit back up. So we'll see how, how this whole thing scored. But, yeah, he definitely needs to get his name back in the mix. And with the stoppage, you know, I can see someone being prematurely. And especially if I'm with the Dimitrinko camp, I'd be pissed off at it too. But, hey, you know, that's why you can't let yourself get caught in certain situations. But, um, you know, one thing uh, with the next topic before we get up out of here would be these uh, – they're talking about Tank, Devontae Tank Davis, getting in that ring with Abner Mars, the guy we just spoke on a little bit earlier. Um, I, I don't know. Um, but, but one thing I'm looking forward about this whole news, what I've seen, is that they're talking about making it in L.A. And I like having fun in L.A. So I'm definitely looking forward to this fight if it is capable of happening. But I know one thing that is kind of on everybody's mind about the fight that goes a little undermined is that, uh, you know, you had uh, – Abner Mars putting on Instagram, quote-unquote, we all know at Adrian Broner is a racist, always talking shit about Mexicans. When he got his ass handed to him by my boy Mikey Garcia, and now Javante Davis trying to be tough and talk shit. If you're coming at me, oh, come hard, homie. Don't be uh, commentating racial shit. Burrito up a man's ass. Don't know how or don't know what hood you come from. But... The Robert Garcia Boxing Academy is the RGBA that he hashtag three and oh, this ain't racial, this is boxing, hashtag mansport because when they talked about it, Javante Davis said, I like when bodies drop explanation mark. October in LA question mark hashtag the one with the gorilla. You got Adrian Broner commenting on the very bottom of that saying, Knock a bean burrito out. That little Vato with with a lot of laughing emojis. And you had Javante Davis follow up with that saying, I'm about to put a burrito up your ass. Hashtag man down. We got Tank and Broner having fun again. Um, if you ain't talking shit and getting the Floyd factor, you ain't selling. So I'm not saying Broner is a racist or Tank Davis is a racist. This is boxing. We got to make business happen. And that's all I think this is to it. So uh, the racial stuff, I guess, is something good to sell. You can get people that uh, want to see uh, tank blues and, and all that good stuff and, and bring the heat to the Los Angeles Staples Center that Broner was seeing over there when Robert Easter had that throwing the double bird to the crowd. Um, but if this fight does happen, hey, I'm really looking forward to it. I guarantee I'll be over there. It makes perfect sense because uh, um, we're talking about – it's Abner Mares, right? He uh, – the Mexicans, yep. didn't they boo him? You know, we were there. All the Mexicans get love. When they show Abdul Mares, he didn't he didn't get that much love. In fact, he got he got booed. So Mexicans don't like Abner Mares. The way to get them to follow Abner Mares is to take some shots at Mexicans. Brilliant move. Brilliant move. Now the Mexicans will be backing Abner Mares, a guy everybody everybody got a um a, a um. Uh, applause except Broner and Mares. Well, that's because, I, like I mentioned with King Mo, we talked about um, we're talking about the Mexican fan base. I think it was when we were alluding to Ryan uh, Garcia. Is when a guy um, talks so eloquently because he don't speak English. Mares, I mean, because he don't speak Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He don't speak Spanish. I, I think he, he speaks Spanish, English too good. Yeah, but he speaks English too good. Yeah, so they. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so I, I understand why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. You know. And yeah, I think he's I, a white boy. Will. Yeah, but definitely. But it will, makes you sense. Know, if we go that. 
you know, if we go there for that weekend, people are going to think automatically anybody that's a, uh, 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 whether the brothers anybody rocking some Adrian Broner gear or Tank Tank Davis gear. Oh, you with those racist motherfuckers? Because you know how all uh, all those Mexicans showed up out there for the uh, at the Staples Center event for Mikey Garcia. Now it might not be that deep, but you know they'll probably pick a side reluctantly and they'll rock with it. I think so. I mean, I, I like the strategy. I definitely don't don't consider Broner or Tank a, a, a racist. It's just a jab. That's a good jab, and you know you got to make some make some noise off it. So I'm with that. I like it. No, yeah, I'm with it, man. Uh, I think that's a good fight. It's a way for uh, uh, Davis to get another good opponent under his belt because that's going to be probably another wash. Because that guy is he's pretty damn good. So that, yeah, that's going to be another wash. Get him some uh, some rounds in with a with a not elite anymore, but. Maybe a little under a world class fighter in Morris, who is it? You know who I used to like, but you know he just doesn't have that dog. He sort of has the dog, but he's got the little dog in him. So you know, I think it's a good fight, good move by Broner to to bring Mexicans into the fold because they they weren't going to be in the fold because they don't like Abner Morris. So and they and they don't like him, and it's not and it's that and it's that they don't like him, not that they hate him and they want to see him lose. You know what I'm saying? It's a difference. It's not It's not the good kind of hate, you know. It's not the good kind. People don't like Floyd. That's good. That's sometimes good. But when people just don't fuck with you, and that's what it really is. Mexicans don't fuck with Abner Mares. You know what I'm saying? And that's not good. But maybe you can say burritos and tacos, and you got him saying racist, and maybe he's going to do this for, you know, La Raza. And then uh, you know, yeah. you can make a couple more ticket sales. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I mean, you know, people want to make something big of it just because you know, you know, they know how Bronner and Tank are rolling. So, and obviously Floyd Mayweather is too busy promoting hair products and windows that he's not promoting shit for Tank Davis. So Tank Davis got to make it. He got to make noise for himself, and that's what he's looking like he's doing to me. And I don't have a problem with it since Floyd Mayweather's too busy with all that other bullshit. You know what I mean? So get the strap on the promoter. He need to get out of that, that Mayweather promotion bullshit and figure himself out. Because if Tank Davis becomes free of that Mayweather promotion, guarantee you there's going to be, whether it's Oscar, whether it's uh, Bob Arum, somebody's going to throw a lot of money at Tank Davis because he's definitely a commodity. He fights good. Uh, he's got, he, he goes for the kill, charismatic, um, has the love or hate style to make money. So uh, I feel it. You know, he's just promoting himself since Floyd's not. So it's no big deal to me. But, um, yeah, man, I think that's all we got for today. Um, I, I know we have a, a a busy weekend coming up. I'm looking very forward to the pre or the uh, midweek show that Willow will preview the fights coming up because one Michaela Mayer will be making her ESPN debut. It won't be on the Plus app. It'll be a live television. So looking forward to that and uh, and all the other stuff that's going on. I'll leave it to Willow and uh, and everything moving forward throughout the week. So um, if I miss anything, Willow. Anything else you want to cover up before we get out of here? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, that was it. My my big thing of the weekend is Fury is a delineal champ. Um, yeah, but we got we got some all right boxing this week, so that was it. So that was about it. All right, man. Well. Janelle, I want to thank you for coming on, Will. I want to uh, thank you for uh, 
always uh, bringing the best out of the debates that we can, as we always usually be on two different sides of the uh, of the of the spectrum when it comes to the boxing news. But it's all good and love and war, so it's all good. I'm getting ready to just relax, man. I'm just gonna relax and low key for the last two days and plan on keeping it that way. So um, I want to thank everybody for coming on and. Uh, and uh, to everybody that will be with us on Wednesday, we will be live 7 p.m. Pacific time as we were over here. That would be 9 Central. Um, so rock with us on Wednesday, figure out what's coming on this weekend and what to look forward to. And uh, from San Joaquin Valley in Central California, Houston, Texas, and all the way out to the East Coast of New York with Janelle. We want to thank you all for joining the Outside of the Boxing Podcast. And we will be out, or back, I should say. We'll be back sooner than later. But as of now, that's when we are out. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.